You'd think that as a video game podcaster and comedian, my life is all fun and games. And honestly, you'd be right. About 90% of the time, it's, it's pretty sweet. But every morning, I deal with something very, very serious. My face. You don't become an Edmonton 6 overnight. It takes work. And in my case, it takes good facial hair. And fortunately, I have a great facial hair tag team partner in Harry's. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set and see what I'm talking about. Harry saw the tire fire that the shaving market had become and asked, how did it get like this? Crappy plastic razors, overpriced blades, all locked up like gold bars. And they said, no, we... We can fix this. And damn it, they did. Harry's ships premium quality razors right to your door. About once a month, I check my mail and there's that little box with everything I need to keep my kid presentable status. The blades stay sharp longer, which means an easier time getting my face in order in the morning. And the razors don't look like a dumb piece of plastic that a junior high schooler uses to take care of their peach fuzz. You have the facial hair of a man now. Shave like one. I actually leave my razor handle on the bathroom counter all the time just because it looks so damn classy. Harry's blades are German engineered and they're made to last. They're the best blades on the market for the best price and you don't even have to go out to get them. Set your delivery schedule and shave like a king. I know it sounds sarcastic, but I'm being serious. I've used Harry's forever. These blades are really freaking good. Highest reviews in the industry. A money back guarantee that you're not going to need and a subscription that you can cancel anytime you want. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. Hey everybody, a new month means a new expansion pass freebie. As you've probably heard me plug on Remember the Game, we have a Patreon full of hundreds of extra podcasts. The library over there has gotten so big that I thought I'd start giving away a free episode every month here on the Remember the Game feed. Partially as like a thank you for listening and admittedly partially as like a, hey, here's a free sample and then we jack up the price. Shout out to anyone that gets that reference. If you enjoyed this episode and want more, subscriptions start at three bucks a month and you'll get a new expansion pass every Thursday. We also have our gaming news show Game Patch every Friday, Purple Monkey Dishwasher, our Simpsons show every Monday, and my vlogging podcast, The Rambling Idiot, where I just talk about whatever I want, hence the name, every single Tuesday. This episode of Expansion Pass is number 116, my teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge Review, which originally aired last summer on June 22nd of 2022. Turtle Mania is all over the place right now. I figured this just made sense. Thanks for listening to the show. I hope you enjoy this free episode of Expansion Pass, and let's go. God, it gives me like, it gives me goosebumps. I don't know if I'm allowed to play the whole thing on the show. If anyone that has some like legal 
power hears that, please don't come after me. I'm just a huge fan. I'm just trying to promote your podcast and or promote your show on the podcast. Promote your game on the podcast. Fuck me, third time's a charm. God, I love that song. Anyways, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the 116th edition of Remember the Game Expansion Pass. It is one of our Patreon-exclusive weekly podcasts here at Remember the Game Industries. My name is Adam Blank, and if you're hearing my voice, watching my voice, perhaps seeing my voice live on a stream right now as I flex my arm and point at the camera at some point. You've decided to throw the change in your couch at us. And one of you wrote in, I can't, I'm sorry, I don't remember which of you said it, but somebody was like, ah, joke's on you. I don't have a couch. Then maybe it's just money you found. I don't know. Maybe you're rich. Maybe you're poor. Maybe, I don't, I don't care. At some point, some of the money found its way out of your bank account and into mine after Patreon and PayPal and all those other people got their taste. And if that's the case, thank you so much for the support. I really, really appreciate it. Because of all of you, I was able to play this game day one because this is how I pay my bills. And it is finally time. This week, we, I never thought this day would come. We're reviewing a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge dropped last week on just about everything. PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo Switch, PC. And I have been playing it fucking religiously since Friday. I have put a lot of hours into this game. I'm pretty close to 100%ing it. I just have some grinding left to do to basically get there as far as achievements go. Uh, I think I've got a pretty good grasp on what this game has to offer and what it's all about. And I have a lot to say about it. And uh, I will warn you all. You know that I'm usually pretty anal about not dropping spoilers on my modern game reviews on this show whenever possible. Um, I'm probably going to spoil a little bit of stuff in this episode. There's not a ton to hide, really. Like, a couple of cameos, I guess. I think... I wonder if Casey Jones was supposed to be a surprise. I don't know why they designed... We'll get into it on the episode. I'm not quite sure why they designed Casey Jones in this game. Um, as they did, it's kind of odd, but anyway, so he's in there. I'm going to talk about some of the characters that show up, some of the cameos that come up and you'll see after one playthrough, that's only like two hours long. You'll have seen everything that I'm about to talk about. Uh, anyway, so we're going to get into that. I'll let you know if this fucking eternity of a wait for a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, uh, was worth it or not, which it was by the way. Uh, I'll share some of your thoughts as well, of course. And we'll get to all that in just a minute because as you know, part of your Patreon perk is a peek past the podcast here to remember the game. So if you just want to grab a slice of pizza, stretch a little, hop in the old turtle van, and I will tell you what's been going on around here over the past week or so. And first off, I've already mentioned it on all my social media and everything, but I'm going to take my dick out and just flex one more time. We hit a thousand Patreons this week. So, uh, and that's all you. I know that you could argue that like, well, you're the one that provides the content that convinces people to pay you the $2, perhaps, but I'm not the one paying me the $2 or whatever amount of dollars you're paying me. That's all of you. Uh, we turned four years old on July 3rd. Remember the game will turn four years old on July 3rd. That was when episode one came out. July 3rd, 2018. That's a pretty goddamn solid four years, I'll tell you what, you know, especially considering we only had a Patreon for like three of that four years. So uh, thank you all so much for getting us to that milestone. I appreciate it. Uh, some of you may have seen Mark and Bradley McHugh were over here on the weekend. They recorded an episode of Remember the Game all about Majora's Mask. It is done. I hope slash think I haven't actually listened back to it yet. Um, and I couldn't hear half the conversation because Mark was talking to his brother sitting here at my setup, but he had the headphones on, so I couldn't hear what Bradley had to say. But assuming that I didn't fuck up setting up the audio or something, we have an episode about Majora's Mask lock loaded, ready to go. I will not be in it. Some people have been like, oh, fucking hey, that's awesome. And that's clever. And you found a way to drop a Majora's Mask episode without actually doing it yourself. And I have had some criticism. Some people have gotten mad at me and been like, don't be a bitch. Just play it. Talk about it. I'm not going to do it. I've tried to play it. 
like a hundred times. I hate it. I can't get through it. It's going to be terrible. Like Mark and Bradley got into so much detail about it and stuff. I think it's going to make for a really fun, unique episode of Remember the Game with a new spin on it. Uh, I will be throwing a quick intro in to that episode where I thank Patreons, obviously, and stuff like that. But by and large, that episode is going to be all Mark and Brad. And in case you're wondering what episode or what day that goes live, it'll be number 206, which I think goes live on July 13th. Don't quote me on that, but I think that it's whatever the Wednesday is around July 13th. That's when I'm going to be on holidays because I did mention it last week. I'm gone July 6th through the 17th. I should still be able to access DMs and stuff. Um, we're going for a pretty chill vacation and a wedding, so I'll still be online. I just won't be doing any podcasts, but uh, I will have almost all of your episodes locked and preloaded and ready to go. So I do just want to give you all a warning. The Patreon page could get a little sloppy over the next couple of weeks because I need to post the discussion topics for our regular ep- scheduled episodes, plus the discussion topics for a couple of extra expansion passes, remember the game, etc., so that I can get them all churned out in advance. So there might be some extra posts on the already impossible to navigate piece of shit Patreon page coming down the pipe just to give you a heads up uh but once i finish this week at the comic i'm working the comic strip here in edmonton this week and once it's done i have no comedy until after my vacation minus one show two shows in one night at heckler's bar and grill uh in victoria bc out on the island which i'm really excited about so uh yeah so anyway what i was gonna say is i have no more comedy so i should be able to get all your podcasts on and ready to go uh, oh fuck speaking of podcasts I'm done Pokemon Gold I'm done I'm done I did both regions I did all the badges I did both regions it was actually really fun no more RPGs for a bit I just need a short break although I am taking my switch on vacation and I'm kind of tempted to try triangle strategy but I don't think I'm going to I think while I'm on holidays I'm just gonna rely on the NES SNES Genesis and Nintendo 64 online parts of the Nintendo switch and just try to crank out a few games that I want to cover on the podcast uh, while I'm laying around on vacation and getting tubby uh, so the Pokemon Gold episode is coming soon. I don't know exactly when. Next week is, remember the game, number 204. And I don't know what it's going to be yet. It might be Pokemon Gold if we can get all the parts placed on, in time. It might be Splinter Cell if we can get that recorded on time. It might just be me by myself. It might be something. I don't know what episode 204 is going to be yet. Episode 205 will be our first, uh, the first of our second run of revisited episodes where we look back at the games we covered in the early days. And I'm pretty sure we're going to do WWF No Mercy. So that'll be coming up on episode 205. I'm going to try to finish Ratchet and Clank next week. Well, uh, because it won the Patreon poll, I'd like to get it done before I go on holidays and get it recorded before I leave. Silent Hill 3 is next up on the sponsored episode. So that's coming as well. So have no fear. We got games for years. Shout out to anyone that gets that kind of semi-reference. And uh, that's really all that's been going on around here. Yeah, I got nothing. Let's get into Ninja Turtles. That's why you're here. I don't know if I've ever been more excited to review a video game just because we're reviewing a fucking brand new Ninja Turtles game. I can't, cannot fucking believe it. So I'm going to queue up some tunes. And listen, I should just warn you all right now, the music in this game is so fucking good. You already heard that cover of the theme song. And I couldn't pick which song I wanted to drop into the middle. So, because every song in this game is great. We're going to get into that. But I finally just decided to go with what's probably my favorite song uh, from in the game. And uh, when I get sick of listening to it, we're finally going to talk. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Let's go. Nice to meet you. Now I'm here to beat you. With full force, mess up your facial features. Hasta la vista. I'm selling all your little seasons. All y'all stuff your face with is pizza. Pizza crack like a hardball egg. Going east to east to see these muscles on me. I could beat you, teacher. I defeat Leonardo. Y'all become the weakest. I take off all of your nasty and snap your features. Shredder. I cross the line like a letter. Smash all of you turtles, put you back together. Indeed, I squish turtles like a tight girdle. In the obstacle, I clear it like a high hurdle. My stomach cringes for all of you fake ninjas. Fighting you are winless, show you what revenge is. Diabolical. 
strike with mad vengeance. Ask Splinter, he know coming with bad intentions. Oh, how fucking good is that? Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? What? And if you don't know, I'm not going to tell you where in the game that song plays, but it is during a boss fight, and it is... Like, it's not even intense. Intense isn't the word. It is just straight up badassery. Badassery is the fucking term for that. It's, oh, holy fuck, I love it. I love this. God, I love this fucking video game so much. So, okay, let's get into this thing. When this was announced, when Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge was announced, and I'm sure a bunch of you remember it, I was so, so fucking excited. And I know a bunch of us were. We all were, right? Anyone... I'm not going to say everybody that listens to this is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan, but I bet you most of you, at least to some extent, are Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fans. How could you grow up in the 80s and the 90s and not, in the 90s basically, but how could you grow up back then and not love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? They were so awesome and we've waited so long for a new Ninja Turtles game. And so when this got announced, I was like losing my mind excited, but I'll be honest, I was fucking nervous. I was nervous as of the time I was downloading this game on my Xbox. I was nervous about it because we've just waited so long. There was one a few years ago. I, what the fuck was it called? Something about like Manhattan or something. I think it was on like the PS3 and the Xbox 360, which I've never played. I've looked at it uh, a few times at like retro game stores. I'm going to end up picking it up just because it's Turtles and I want to see if it's any good or not. Um, but I know it got panned pretty hard in the reviews, despite the fact that it looked like what we wanted, like a more adult, serious looking Ninja Turtles game. Uh, it got panned pretty, dif or pretty, pretty harshly. And then the other one that I was thinking of was we got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Turtles in Time reshelled, which was the remake of Turtles in Time that I fucking hate. I don't, I fucking hated that. I was really excited for that one and I fucking hated it. So, uh, and then obviously there's, um, oh fuck, what's it called? The, the fan made one that the name is suddenly escaping me. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, fuck. Rescue Palooza. That's what it is. Rescue Palooza, which a lot of people have asked me about. I've not played it, but I really want to. I'd like to play it, and then I'd like to reach out to the guy that made it and ask if they'd like to come on the show. So if you don't know what Rescue Palooza is, it was a free-to-play, fan-made, arcade-style Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles beat-em-up that like a lot of people loved. I'd really like to play it. Uh, but, but that one aside, things have been pretty fucking barren in the world of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles video games. And so I was just like... I waited so long for this fucking game that it was like, please just don't fuck this up. You don't have to make the greatest video game of all time. You don't have to win game of the year. I just don't fuck this up. It should be so easy. Just take the old school Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle beat em ups, make them look better, make it play better, maybe make it a little bigger. That's all we need and we will be fine. And I'm so so happy to say that after playing this game religiously over the past week and almost 100%ing it, I'll get into that with the achievements. I'm very close. It was pretty well everything I wanted. It was pretty well exactly what I was just saying I wanted that to be. You know, my concern, my one big concern other than them fucking it up was going to be that there just wasn't enough meat on the bone for this game. And I would say that concern was slightly justified because this is not the deepest uh, video game that you've ever played but if you're just a Ninja Turtles fan if you like beat-em-ups if you grew up watching turtles or playing the old turtle beat-em-ups or anything like that uh, this is a must play I would say it's a really fun game and uh, I would even go as far as to say I think it's probably with the exception of Rescue Palooza which I haven't played probably the best Ninja Turtles game ever made this show is sponsored by BetterHelp podcasting is a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time 
Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly, I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And BetterHelp is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash remember the game today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash remember the game. And, and I really do think that is probably the case. It's probably the best Turtles game ever. Chris Coplin wrote in and said, this, job does a fa- or this game does a fantastic job of hitting you with nostalgia. For fans of the 80s and 90s Turtles, you will find so much here. It is sure to make one cry with delight. And even when you get past all the fan service, there's still a really good beat-em-up in here. However, you don't eat, sleep, and drink Turtles. However, if you don't eat, sleep, and drink Turtles, it is a slight step down from Streets of Rage 4 and River City Girls. Still a great game worth checking out for fans of beat-em-ups, but it doesn't do a ton in terms of something new and different and fresh. Uh, I agree with just about everything you said there. Chris and we are going to get into that a little bit I certainly would not compare this game to to Streets of Rage 4 and I which which I have said many times uh and I will continue to say probably the probably my favorite beat-em-up of all time is Streets of Rage 4 I thought that game that game played like like when you like I don't know how you guys feel but when I look at beat-em-ups I've always just thought they're not cheap they're not half-assed but they're always shallow. I think even the deepest of beat-em-ups is not exactly deep, per se. Uh, Streets of Rage 4 is is fucking deep. I think it's the best beat-em-up of all time. Um, so it's not fair to compare this game to Streets of Rage 4 because it's not Streets of Rage 4. But you're right, Chris. If you are a Turtles fan, if you grew up loving the Turtles, the fan service here is insanity. It's, it's without doubt, day one, you have to play it. Uh, I will get it out of the way. I'll let you all know. I did play it on my Xbox Series X and my Xbox Series S. I flipped between the two, but that's the platform I played it on because it was on Game Pass. And although a lot of people have bought it on Switch or anything like that, uh, I did consider picking it up for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, I didn't, but the thing is, is like, even if even if it had been on Game Pass, if I was only going to buy one copy of Shredder's Revenge, I probably would have bought it on my Xbox because I wanted the achievements. And I wanted to play online with my friends and I was skeptical of how well it was going to run on the Switch. So I I played it on Xbox. Uh, so this review is going to speak to how it runs on Xbox Series Everythings. But I haven't seen... Dude, You I haven't seen dick all for complaints about this game, period. Doesn't matter if you're playing it on Switch, PC, Xbox, PlayStation. If you want to talk about how there's not a ton of depth to it as far as like extras and things, which we're going to get into, sure. But as far as how the game runs, how the game plays, online connectivity, stuff like that, I haven't seen a lot of complaints. So I don't think it matters where you're playing it. It sounds like it runs pretty goddamn good. 
no matter where you're, where, no matter where, what you're rocking it on. So um, the graphics and sound and fan service are all great. We're going to get into all that, but the gameplay is what matters the most to me. As I've said countless times, I don't care how your game looks, make it fun and then worry about the rest. And I got to say, dude, this game plays fucking great. It's not as deep as Streets of Rage, but it is much deeper than the old school Turtles games. It's not just mashing A and B aimlessly the whole time you could play it that way especially on the easier difficulties but they finally put a little bit of seasoning on the stake and gave you a couple of extra moves like that's always been my beef with the old ninja turtle beat-em-up games the ones we all love turtles 2 the arcade game turtles 3 the manhattan project turtles 4 turtles in time uh i've not played hyperstone heist on the genesis but i'm gonna fix that when i get my hands on the cowabunga collection but like i like those old beat-em-ups as much as the next person when i was a kid i played them like crazy but nowadays it's like they're great but they're toenail deep as far as gameplay wise, if you were standing in a pool of deepness, that water comes up to your toenails. It is basically mash A and B, walk from left to right, beat the game and move on with your lives. This one throws a little bit more on the plate. Sean Turner wrote in and said, looking forward to this one very much. I think it'll be the first co-op beat em up to play with my son. He's already inherited my love of Mario, Mega Man and Transformers. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is likely the next step. That warms my heart, Sean. I've always thought the funnest thing about having kids would be introducing them to stuff that you loved and that's the thing about the ninja turtles is that i think i really do think they're generational i think that my generation uh we grew up watching them and now a lot of the people that uh you know grew up in the same era that i did have kids of their own and now they're growing up watching ninja turtles they're just watching different ninja turtles than than we did so it's a great game to play with your kids and i do think that's maybe part of the reason the combat isn't as deep or complicated as streets of rage is uh is because i don't think there's a lot of five and six year olds out there playing streets of rage four but bet your ass there's five and six year olds out there playing fucking teenage mutant ninja turtles so as far as the controls go, you still do a bottom bashing A in this game. That's how you attack, of course, or X or fucking whatever button is, whatever game you're on. There is a lot of just mashing the attack button. Uh, but you can also throw and, and slam enemies, much like you could do in Turtles in Time, where you can grab them by the arm and flam them back and forth, or you can turn around and whip them at the camera. There's actually a dope achievement in this game called Mode 7. Uh, where you have to like throw 10 foot soldiers at the camera or something. I think that's such an awesome name for an achievement. Uh, anyone that knows fucking knows. So that's back in there. You can still do the double tap forward and then you dash. And then while you're dashing, you can hit attack and do like a, a sprinting attack or whatever. You still have the jump and then uh, 45 degree bullet into the ground jump kick, which we all know and love from the old games. You've also got that funky floating attack where if you do jump and then jump again right away, uh, I got in shit for trying to explain double jump to someone the other day, but I'm trying to, it's not like a traditional double jump where you can just hit jump again, whatever you want. You need to hit jump a second time, practically as soon as you leave the ground to do your double jump. But then if you attack in that double jump, instead of doing the 45 degree bullet drop kick, you do the like slow floaty spinning attack, which is actually really handy against some of the flying enemies. So those are all traditional moves from other turtles games that found their way into this one. But then you also have a couple of new things. If you hit a and B at the same time, you do a massive uppercut where you can like flip enemies up into the air and then when they're in the air you can pound on them to run up your combos and stuff like that you can hold b and then you'll do a charge up attack it takes about a second and then your character's eye will just uh flash a quick little glimmer like a little star and then when you release it anybody that you hit with that swinging attack is going to go flying across the screen which is awesome to me the coolest addition to the game is the dodge uh if you just tap b you do a backflip or a front roll or if you're knocked down and you tap b you won't just stand up you'll like somersault across the ground it is critical on some of the higher difficulty levels to exercise and make fucking good use of that dodge button that alone 
to me, that's the single best addition to this game is that dodge button. Because when you play it on the higher difficulties, dodging is a necessity. You get surrounded by enemies and you can mash on one a couple of times. And then when one's creeping up behind you, you hit B, you do a backflip, you end up behind them and then you can start teeing off on them. And oh my God, it adds so much. I fucking love that mechanic. New fun, the loose wrote in and said, played this day one and finished it once with a friend. They hit it out of the park. Sorry for the ice hockey reference. Nice pull. Uh, the co-op is smooth. The gameplay is tight. Adding a, adding a dodge really makes this game more versatile cannot recommend it enough yeah and not only is the dodge great for just avoiding getting hit when you're surrounded by enemies and stuff like that but in addition to all those other moves every character in the game has a special a special attack and you have a meter above your health and every time you hit an enemy without getting hit you know without taking damage so the longer your hit streak is without taking any damage the quicker or the more you fill up that special meter if you get hit even once your special meter goes back to zero unless you're playing on easy um and so the key is to get out there and land a dozen hits or so uh, without taking any damage. And that's where that B move, that dodge attack comes into play. And once you get a hold of a special, you can't lose it until you use it. So even if you get hit, once you've filled up your meter, you've got that special that you can then use whenever you want. And that adds another layer of depth to the game as well, because then you have to decide when do I want to use this special. And then to top all that off, every character also has a taunt, which we'll get into in a couple of minutes, because the taunts are some of the most entertaining parts of this game. And if you can successfully pull off your taunt without getting hit by any enemies, you will instantly fill up your special meter by one bar. So like, cause by the end of the game, uh, you can have up to three special bars and then you can use your special like three times. Or if you fill it up to the full three, uh, instead of using your special attack three times, you can turn on radical mode where it'll just slowly run your special meter down to zero again. But while you're in radical mode, all your attacks do way more damage and stuff like that. Uh, so that becomes part of the strategy, especially on the higher difficulties too, is instead of having to hit, you know, 15 enemies or land 15 attacks to get your special filled up, you just need to find about four seconds, um, of empty screen where you can use your, your taunt to fill up your special meter and you've automatically got a special attack. And when we originally started playing this, we thought it was kind of cheap, but I started to learn when you play it on the highest difficulty, that shit is so critical because it's really difficult to land the dozen or 15 attacks or whatever it takes to fill your special meter up without getting hit on those higher difficulties. And the specials are a necessity to get through the higher difficulties. So that's where the taunting really comes into play. If you get a chance to catch your breath and taunt and get yourself a special attack, you fucking take it. So now you see what I mean. It's not just mashing attack and mashing jump. They added in all those extra little layers of things, uh, which I think adds so much to the combat. I guess maybe I would have liked to have seen a little bit more strategy put into how you attack and things like that i thought it would have been like you know when you play something like an arkham uh an arkham game like a batman arkham game or spider-man or whatever and like there's some enemies maybe that have like a shield and you've got to use like a you know bbx combo or something that'll punch them once and knock the shield out of their hands like that kind of thing where there's certain enemies that you need to approach in certain ways i guess maybe it would have been kind of neat to have seen that put into the game but there is a little bit of that here and i get like i said it needs to be playable for everybody right so maybe if you get too complicated it's going to turn some people off i think it walks the fine line i think it i i would have liked to have seen it maybe just a hint deeper and a hint more complex but it's certainly closer to uh just right then it is too easy like it's it's certainly not you know boring to play which is what at the end of the day is what matters uh the multiplayer obviously adds more layers to that not only is multiplayer the preferred way to play this game which we'll get into a little bit um but it adds a couple more moves to your repertoire when a, when a when a member of your team gets runs out of health and gets knocked down now instead of just instantly getting ko'd and losing a life they sit on the ground and that and a 10 second timer 
pops up above their head. And if one of the other players can get to them and revive them before that timer hits zero, they don't lose a life. They come back with like a quarter of their health bar or whatever. But you, if you get hit while you're reviving somebody, then it resets the revival and their counter from 10 keeps counting down. And so it almost like when you're playing with three, four, five, six players, at times it almost becomes a strategy of one person go and help that person, you know, help a downed character out and nobody else kind of try to protect them and keep the players away, the enemies away from hitting the person that's doing the reviving because if the person that's doing the reviving gets hit, the revival gets reset. I hope that... That sounds more complicated than it has to be. Uh, another thing you can do in the multiplayer modes is give each other a high five and you just share your health. So if I have full health and you've only got two bars left, I can walk over and give you a high five and give you a couple of bars of my health into your health meter. And what's really cool about that is when you play a multiplayer, some of the pizzas are double pizzas and they'll fill up everybody's health. Some of them are single. And anyone that's played a Turtles game knows what I'm talking about. When there's three of you playing or two of you or whatever playing and you're both pretty beat up and there's one pizza, you're like, fuck, which one of us is going to take that pizza? What's bad now is that one of you can go and get the pizza and then go to your teammates and give them each a couple of high fives and then instead of one person having a full health bar you can each get up to like two or three quarters full by just sharing the you know the high fiving and stuff like that which i thought was really dope there are also double team moves but i've played this online a couple of times and i think we've pulled them off once so uh they're frankly like they look neat but i don't know if they were really worth the hassle like i found it it didn't seem like it, it seemed like it'd be more of a pain in the ass and it was worth to try to work in the multi-team moves and stuff like that. So uh, we'll get back to the multiplayer in just a second. I just wanted to shout out um, some of the extra moves they throw in when you play with more than one person. And I also want to shout out the enemy variety because we're still talking about the gameplay. Not only is the combat fun and broken up enough that it doesn't get tedious because of the different moves and stuff you can do. Obviously, when it comes to playing a Ninja Turtles game, one of the big things is the variety of enemies. And I think this game does a fucking killer job because first of all, like always, you've got the multicolored foot soldiers. You've got, you know, the standard purple ones. You've got yellow, blue, black, white, pink, all these fuck green, you know, all the weird fucking colors. And each color comes with like a different skill and you get to know which ones are more hazardous than other ones. The plain purple ones are easy to beat up. The pink, oh fuck, those fucking pink ones that have the goddamn electric whips and if they get you with them then you stand there and get shocked for a minute i hate those fucking guys there's like white ones that have swords there's black ones that jump in the air and throw size at you which fucking drive me crazy tons of variety in the foot soldiers as always which you'd come to expect but they all look great and what's really fucking cool is that this game is based on the 87 cartoon series so this isn't like the 1990 movie where the foot soldiers are all you know rebellious teenagers who's dads hate them this is like those robots the stupid robot foot soldiers from the old cartoon which is so much funnier because some of the stupid poses they have the foot soldiers in just adds oh my god it's fuck the first time you play it it's fucking hilarious you'll something like in the very first level you're walking through the channel six news or news building and you'll come across like a writer's room where there's like four of the purple foot soldiers sitting in the background just typing at computers then it's like, what the fuck are you guys like? Are you working? Like, what the fuck? You go, there's a level where you're at the zoo and you'll come across foot soldiers just standing there eating popsicles, like not even attacking. There's this, there's one where you're at the mall and they'll be walking through the mall carrying shopping bags or food trays in the food courts. There's one where you come across them uh, doing sit-ups. They're sitting on the ground working out and then they see you and they jump up and want to fight you. So that adds so much variety and they're like, the foot soldiers are fucking hilarious. They add so much to the game. And then you got all the other classic enemies, right? Mousers are there plus these giant fucking mousers that spit out the little, like the dogs with the bees in their mouths and when they bark they shoot bees at you but it's the giant mousers that spit out the little mousers there's those 
fucking robots that are like unicycles with the dome heads that shoot those electric whips at you from all the old turtles games i hate those sons of bitches uh the rock soldiers from dimension x are there the triceratons are there i never found the variety of enemies tedious which again combined with the variety of all the moves and the way with each character plays differently which we're going to get into in a minute all of those things put together you're not going to play this game for 700 hours but it's worth playing through multiple times because there's enough variety to just kind of keep it loose and fresh and fun um Playing it single player is completely different from playing in multiplayer, not just because of the stuff like the mechanics where you can help each other out or share health or or whatever like that. I just found like if I'm playing it by myself, I actually found it to be I found it's much more strategic and deep when you're playing it uh solo. I I found. Like then it's just me on the screen. It's easier for me to tell everything that's going on, which enemies are coming at me and stuff like that. It's easier for me to telegraph my dodges and figure out when I want to use my specials and uh, ration pizzas and not pick them up until I need them. It's much slower, less chaotic, uh, a much more strategic style beat-em-up. When you play a multiplayer, it starts to turn into pandemonium. Not in a bad way at all. It's fun, but it's a whole different experience. I would say the optimal way to play it would probably be with two or three people. Uh, we, we beat the hardest mode in the hardest um, the hardest difficulty setting in the hardest mode uh, with three players and three seemed perfect because we could help each other but it wasn't complete chaos and you could always tell where you were and stuff like that the first night this game came out we played it six players and it was a lot of fun we beat the game and it was a fucking blast ran silky smooth it was great but there's so many enemies and so many characters on the screen especially if you're playing as one of the four turtles it can be hard to tell where you are sometimes at least if you're playing as splinter or april or casey they look different but obviously the four turtles at a glance, I'll look pretty similar. And when there's also half a dozen foot soldiers on the screen and explosions and background items and shit like that, six players go into more as like a party mode and you're just going to go have fun and fuck around. If you want a more serious strategic style beat em up, crank up the difficulty and play it either by yourself or with one or two people. And it'll add a whole nother uh, layer of depth to it. But again, getting back to it. So now you got all these characters with all these different combinations of amount of players you can have with all the different level variety and fucking, they all handle differently and attack variety and enemy variety. And the, there's, it's you're gonna play through it multiple times before you get bored. I promise you. I promise you that. Uh, one minor criticism, I guess. There's no voice chat and there's no crossplay aside from PC and Xbox. So if you're on PlayStation, you're only playing over there. If you're on Switch, you're only playing over there. The thing is, though, like when I because I set up all the online games that I played with people, and again I was playing on Xbox, but it gave me the option to turn off or turn off crossplay. So I could turn on crossplay and then play it with people that were on PC. So I don't know. Uh, if the switch and I'm going to turn this fucking, I have my light on and it's just hit me right in the eyes. And I can't see a goddamn thing. That's better. Uh, I don't know if the switch and, and PlayStation versions even have an option to enable crossplay or not, because technically they don't offer crossplay. but, um, I think it's coming. I think it's just a matter of time. I do think at some point they'll enable crossplay across all platforms. I, I, I'd be pretty, maybe PlayStation's the, the, uh, bug in the ointment here because, Sony doesn't play nice with others, but I think inevitably it's coming. So uh, that minor criticism, no voice chat and no crossplay. Uh, I did mention that all the characters play different, which I think is fucking awesome. There's seven playable characters, Leo, Donnie, Mikey, Raph, April, Splinter, and Casey Jones. They all have the exact same controls minus one or two little exceptions, which I, like Leonardo has his own move, which I'm going to get into in a minute. The move still is done the same way as everybody else. It just handles differently. Uh, but each of the seven characters really does feel differently and considering all they do is rank your power your speed and your uh fuck what's the third one power speed 
maybe it's reach, maybe reach. I don't remember, but basically there's three categories and each of the three categories are only scored from one to three. So there's only so many different combinations you can come up with when you've got three categories all scored out of three. Uh, but they did it. They found a way to make all seven characters feel just a little bit differently from each other. Leonardo is your all around. I found Leonardo to be the best character in the game. He's the one that I play the best as, uh, he's your all around. He's got a two in all three categories. What he's got special is, uh, when you do your double jump attack, instead of doing that really slow floaty attack where he kind of swing between your legs when you do the double jump and attack leonardo goes into like a, a fucking like tornado spin and it's it's awesome for hitting enemies that are high enough that you can't just hit them with a basic attack off the ground because you do that double jump and then that attack and you just float on top of them hitting over and over and over again so he became my favorite character to play as Raphael is great he's obviously the tank of the game uh, what's really cool about Raph is he's got a German suplex. None of the other characters have it. When he grapples somebody, if you use one of the overs and attack, uh, instead of just like throwing them over his head, like a lot of the turtles do, he'll turn around, grab them by the hips and give them a big German suplex. It's fucking awesome. Michelangelo is the fastest character other than April. April's pretty quick too, but Michelangelo is really quick and he does this thing where sometimes he'll jump off of enemies, which is pretty cool. Donatello obviously has the best reach, but he's really fucking slow. I love the guy. He's who I played with it, uh, played it with first. But I actually found him hard to use once I started using some of the fast characters. Uh, Casey is just a fucking beast. Casey's the only character with uh, seven total stars. Everybody else has some combination of six. Either three, two, and one, but it adds up to six for their three categories. Casey goes like three, two, and two or something. He's a beast. And he's really fun to play as because... Uh, all of his attacks, he uses different sports equipment. He's got like hockey sticks, baseball bats, golf clubs, basketballs. It's fucking awesome. April is like lightning fast. I've seen online people seem to prefer her the, the most. Uh, I like her. I like uh, Leo better. But yeah, April is super quick and she swings like a camera and a microphone and stuff. And then Splinter, I thought Splinter played kind of like Leo. Uh, he just, I don't know. I didn't like him quite as much, but I still, he's splitter. He's still cool, but each of them feel differently without, without being completely different. They all just feel a little bit of different, uh, a little different from each other. And that adds some more replay to the game as well, because you might want like, I wanted to play as all seven characters just to see how each one feels. And boy, do you feel the difference? Uh, I do wish that when you die, you could switch characters. You know how some arcade beat em ups do that. When you get knocked out, you can scroll through the list of available characters and float into somebody else. I wish that was an option in this game, but it's not the biggest really not a deal breaker or anything like that. Uh, and just quickly before we move on to some of the other stuff in the game, they did such a great job of differentiating, particularly the four turtles when it comes to their personality. Like Splinter's all seriousness and his taunt is he like meditates. Uh, Casey Jones is a badass, he uses all the sports equipment and his taunt is he threatens to beat you up. April is the reporter and she, you know, her taunt is she wants to interview you. But the four turtles feel so much like the four turtles. Leonardo is kind of lame and when you do his taunt, he just kind of, he goes deep breath and he just kind of strikes like a ninja pose. Uh, Michelangelo is my favorite. Oh, Donatello is my favorite taunt. But Michelangelo, when he taunts, he goes party dude and he does the exact dance he does in the 87 entrance uh, theme song before he goes into the break dance in the disco parlor, which is sick. Uh, Raph, his taunt is he just stands there and laughs really obnoxiously, which is fucking hilarious in multiplayer when one of you is knocked down and Raphael's just standing over you laughing. Um, and I thought they did a really good job because they got the voice actors, the ones that were available, obviously. They got the voice actors from the 87 cartoon. And what I love about Raphael is if you're not really familiar with old school Ninja Turtles, 
in the original 87 cartoon, Raphael wasn't like the badass that he is in all the other kind of Turtles entries. He was just the sarcastic smartass who would break the fourth wall and talk to the camera sometimes. And I thought they did a great job of doing both in this game because he fucking looks really pissed off sometimes and his taunt is he just kind of laughs at you uh, and he's easily the strongest character of the Turtles. But at the same time, he still has some of his smartass remarks and everything too. I thought they did a great job of kind of combining him. That laughing taunt is golden and he is the best taunt when you beat a level uh, he takes the pizza on the side and then like slam, like, threatens to slam it into the camera like he used to do in the 87 cartoon, which I fucking love. And then Donatello has such a badass taunt. He goes, just a minute. And he turns around and plays Game Boy for a second and looks over his shoulder. Uh, uh, I know I'm just totally like fucking jerking the turtles off here, geeking out over this. But as like a longtime fan of the series, the attention to detail is just spectacular. I fucking love it. Uh, Graham Kennedy wrote in and said, what a game, nostalgia bullet to brain favorite moment was seeing ground Chuck and Dirtbag appear as boss characters. I remember owning these figures as a kid and instantly recognizing them and the inclusion of Casey Jones. This is my game of the year. Kawabunga. And yeah, that's a great point because, um, obviously not only do you have the four turtles splinter casey april with the voice acting and everything like that but the the bosses oh my god and they're all exactly what you would expect this game to be classic ninja turtle villains as bosses but i fucking love it obviously bebop and rocksteady show up numerous times you've got the rat king you've got metalhead you've got leatherhead wingnut is there toka and razar krang shredder super shredder baxter stockman is a fly uh we already mentioned ground chuck and dirtbag it's just slash is there it's every classic villain you wanted fucking popped up and again it's just fan service it's just fan service and that's what i love if you're hearing this you're probably a gamer and for our kind nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files have you ever experienced the loss of a save file it's soul crushing dozens maybe hundreds of hours of work gone like that but at the end of the day it's a video game it matters but Kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That could be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001. And a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac and every 15 minutes on the clock they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans and tiers. So there's a crash plan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. 
the basic story of the game is it seems like throughout the whole game they're assembling Krang's body he's been like broken into parts and they're trying to put his big mannequin body together and then at the very end they do and then they end up merging him with the Statue of Liberty and then you get to fight Krang as the Statue of Liberty which is one of the coolest fucking boss fights ever and then you get to fight Super Shredder in a destroyed Times Square which is even more fucking awesome because he Super Shredder is so badass and the animations and everything are fucking sick and oh my god and then you like you drive around the overworld like okay so there's two modes I, I, I've got to get ahead of myself I'm getting ahead of myself here there's arcade mode and story mode and when you play we'll get a little bit more into the details of those in a minute but when you play story mode you actually have like a giant overworld that you can um, negate with the turtles van and sometimes with the turtle blimp and go from level to level to level it's linear once you beat it once you can pretty well just access any level you want but it's still rad did you see all that stuff there and those vehicles and everything um, like like I said, there's tons of cameos from characters from the Turtles cartoon show. I don't want to spoil all of them, but like, um, you know what? I'm not going to spoil any of them because I don't, that's, I will stop there. I won't, in case you've not played it yet, I won't spoil who else pops up from the original cartoon, but there are some characters from the classic cartoon that you just kind of come across and do little missions for as you like basically just find collectibles for them. But it's again, just complete and total fan service. If you're, if you're an old school fan, um, the graphics, it's gorgeous, fucking gorgeous. It looks like a Saturday morning cartoon. This game looks like an SNES game on steroids. It is just so bright and so colorful and the backgrounds pop and the characters pop and it's silky smooth the whole time you're playing um it's easy to tell what's going on unless you're playing it multiplayer and you've got tons of players on the screen at once i i just think that i that's maybe one of my favorite things about the game is just how good it looks although michelangelo only has one nunchuck and a few people have pointed that out and i agree with all of you that have been pointing that out i don't understand that either maybe it has something to do with the animation and the sprites or something but it does bug me just a little bit that michelangelo rolls with just one nunchuck but that's that's minor other than that game fucking looks gorgeous uh when you're fighting the bosses they slowly do the classic thing where they go from like plain color to slowly blink and red to blink and red really fast which i love actually your characters do that too as you're getting beat up your characters will start to flash red more and more which i think is a really nice touch as well um again i played it on xbox but no lag no slowdown at all uh the levels like you're there's one where you're in a shopping mall and you're going from floor to floor the there's one where you're outside of channel six on the street and the level is called big apple 3 p.m which i think is the best fucking pull ever obviously you fight in the technodrome you fight in dimension x you fight in the sewers you fight in the beach you're skateboarding levels there's levels where you're in the sky on like the jet fucking board things they've made um i don't think there's a bad level in the game i and i mean that i don't think there's a boring like there's not one level where you're like, I don't want to, this level fucking sucks. Like, let's just get this done. I thought they were all super, they definitely get harder as you go. Um, especially once you start dealing with the Triceratops and uh, Toms and uh, and the Rock Soldiers. But it, it never, nothing bores me. Like, it, they did enough, they did a great job of changing up level to level where it's, you're doing the same thing over and over again, but it doesn't feel boring and tedious. Uh, Jimothy wrote in and said, what a fucking blast. The hype is real. I played this first thing in the morning on Thursday with a buddy of mine and we had to keep turning up the volume. The soundtrack is amazing and I don't think it's getting the credit it deserves. We played through story mode and finally both died on the shredder fight. I guess we suck, but we're taking another stab at it in a few days. Yeah, I got it. I'd be remiss if I did not shut out the music. This is my favorite soundtrack of 2022. Not even close. I would go as far as to say this might end up in the conversation with Battletoads and Mega Man as some of my favorites, like my favorite soundtracks of all time every song in this game fucking slaps and you're if you're playing it with your friends the thing is is like when we played it the first night we were chatting in discord while we were playing and it was fun being able to talk to each other and shit talk each other and stuff uh but then when i played it alone later i really got to hear the music and the voice acting and everything uh do not 
skip the music in this game. Do not, if you're one of those people that normally doesn't really listen to the music in games and you just turn them down and listen to podcasts or whatever, at least do one playthrough with the music on because the game, oh my God, the music in this game is so fucking good. Oh my God. Uh, Game modes. That's the last thing I wanted to bring up before we get into like uh, scoring this thing and stuff like that. Maybe that's, I guess if there's a real criticism of this game, maybe that's what it is there's not a ton of variety outside of playing as different characters and changing the difficulty there's only two modes you can either play story mode or arcade mode if you play story mode that's the one where you get the map to travel around on and you can level up your characters as you beat up enemies and earn points your character goes from level one to level 10 and as they level up they unlock more special abilities and more special meters that they can use and more health and uh it's neat but like i think it would have been kind of better it would have been kind of neat if the leveling up changed from character to character. Like maybe when Donatello leveled up, he got the ability to do this. When Leonardo leveled up, he got the ability to do this. All of the leveling up is basically the same depending on which character you want to play. So like to get the 100% achievements, you basically just have to grind through the game with all seven characters and get them all up to level 10. Uh, but that's basically the story mode. I think you have infinite continues. Once you beat story mode once, you can go back into your own file. And I think you can only have one file per game. Don't quote me on that, but I think so. Or one file per profile. And uh, when you go back into story mode, once you've beat the game once, then you can pick whatever character or characters, if you're playing multiplayer, that you want to play as. And they retain whatever level you've gotten them to. So like if you are if you finish the game with a Raphael at level 7, you can hop back into your story mode and play as Raphael at level 7 anywhere you want. And once you beat the game once, you can just go around the map and go to whatever world you want and look for the rest of the collectibles and stuff. But after you've beaten it once or twice, you'll probably have all the collectibles. And then the only reason to really replay it would just be if you want to level up all the characters to level 10. Uh, the other mode in the game is arcade mode, and that's where there are no, uh, there's no overworld to navigate. There's no levels. You don't gain levels or anything. You just have all your abilities off the hop minus one special bar, not three. Uh, and it's one and done. You have one continue where you basically will pump a quarter in. And then after that, if you die, it's game over. Now we cheesed it. We were playing it on the hardest difficulty, uh, the other night, three players, uh, which is, which is fucking tough. Um, but we cheesed it. If one of us would get game over, we'd exit the game and then join back into the game, uh, and it would be like starting, it, it, it would let you continue. As long as one of you is still in the active game, uh, we could keep jumping out and continuing and having our continues back and stuff like that. But so that's really the only dif- the only difference is story mode and arcade mode. Uh, and then I think arcade mode has like a high score, like a leaderboard online and stuff like that. So uh, if you've got a criticism of the game, I think that's it. Th- that's, those are the only modes. I would have loved to have seen like a horde mode or a boss rush mode or uh, maybe the one like in Streets of Rage where you get a letter score based on how well you did and maybe you unlock things with a higher letter score or individual skill trees that upgrade with the experience points, something like that. Um, But that's really my only complaint. My only complaint about the game is that it's just a little thin as far as the options go. Oh, and the cutscenes don't feature Casey Jones, except for the very last one. So I played through the game solo as Casey Jones, who you unlock after you beat the game once by yourself. And uh, I I played through the game as Casey Jones. And then uh, every cutscene, it was Leo, Donnie, Mikey, Raph, Splinter, and April chasing Shredder or Bebop or whoever. Casey wasn't in the cutscene, but then it would come in and I would only be playing as Casey. So minor complaint, Casey should have been in the cutscenes. I think think Casey was originally intended to be a secret unlockable character, which is why he's not in the cutscenes. And then for whatever reason, they just revealed it like a week before the game came out. Uh, But that's really my only complaint is there's just not... 
you're basically just playing the same 16 levels over and over and over again. That's at the end of the day, that's all you're going to do. You can change the difficulty. You can change who you're playing as you can play, change how many people you're playing it with. It's 16 levels and you're just doing them over and over. I'm pretty close to 100% in the game achievements wise. And after a week of playing it pretty well every night, the novelty is just about gone. It's still fun. I'm certainly not deleting it. I'll play it once in a while with the lads just for a good time, but it's just grinding now to hundred percent. it. So just be aware of that. You're not getting a 60 hour game here or anything. Like I think the first time we played through is we beat about two hours and now that's what I'm clocking in around to beat it by myself is a little under two hours. Uh, Adolfo. Okay. So we're going to start wrapping this up. I'm going to give it a score, share some final comments, stuff like that. Uh, Adolfo wrote in and said, amazing game. Beat em ups, uh, have to be like this, this day and age. They can't be sold at full price because the meat on the bone is not enough for that. So I hope more franchises do revivals like this at an appropriate price range. And that's a great point. I played it on game pass, so I didn't pay anything for it, but I think full price, it's about 30 bucks Canadian. It's not a full price game. And I think that's the right call. If I, I listen, I played it on game pass, so I didn't have to pay the $30. I would have easily happily happily paid 30 bucks for this game but if you were getting up into that 70 80 dollar range like the brand new triple a games today uh i would say no you can't you can't get away with that but fortunately they had the uh mindset of like no this is we're gonna price this like an indie game and i think 30 bucks is the perfect price point if you're if you're not a diehard turtles fan you're just curious about this game um, I would probably recommend waiting for it to go on sale or playing it on Game Pass. But if you are a big Turtles fan, it's worth the 30 bucks. It is just fan service out the wazoo. It's incredible. Uh, if I'm scoring it out of 10, like I do most of my normal reviews on here, it's kind of a bitch move to give it an 8.5, but that's where I'm going. Because I think it's better than an 8, but I don't think... Listen, if there was one more mode, one more mode, something to give it a little bit more replay... um. I'd probably give it a nine. There's really nothing wrong with this game outside of a lack of depth when it comes to modes. Plays great, handles great, looks great, sounds great. It's so much fun alone or with other players. Fans, like it's it's everything I wanted it to be. Just a little shallow as far as replay uh, replay value goes. But yeah, so I'm gonna give it like that 8.5 out of 10. Really good game. Worth full price if you like beat-em-ups and or the Ninja Turtles. If you like either one of those things, it's worth full price. If you like both of those things, you should already have played it. Uh, a couple more of your closing comments before I kind of talk about maybe the future of this game. Uh, Nomad wrote in and said, you know what most people need in their lives right now? A solid, fun video game. This game is just genuine fun. I don't watch live streams super often, but I love watching people play this and just see how much fun everybody's having and how much others have just been watching it be played. You just can't put a price on that. And I actually agree with what you're saying, Nomad. I've talked about that before as well. Like, that's why I kind of like going back and playing retro games sometimes. It's There's nothing wrong with big new AAA fancy games that are coming out today, but there's something to be said for something that isn't super deep and isn't super photorealistic, and it's just fun fucking around, hanging out with your friends, laughing. It's it's like playing a cartoon, and I agree with you. Like it's Sometimes I think we almost forget that games are supposed to be fun first and foremost, and we look at games as they're supposed to be experiences. And it's like, sometimes they're just supposed to be stupid fun. And that's all this game is, which I fucking loved. I love that about it. That's really well said. Thad Karen wrote in and said, what a masterpiece. This game was totally worth the wait. Turtles in Time is one of my favorites games. And this is like Turtles in Time on steroids. It, it really does play like a bigger, better, beefier, fancier, sexier Turtles in Time. Like if you are a Turtles in Time fan, maybe even more so than a Turtles fan, if you're a Turtles in Time fan, this is... Uh, a billion out of 10 recommendation it does play like a this is like super turtles in time uh uncoupled un, unbuckled cape 10 
wrote in and said, has there ever been a game more universally loved in this community than this one? I have yet to hear any negativity from this game anywhere. And that's a great point is it doesn't matter how good a game is. There's always people that don't like it. I don't like Elden Ring, despite the fact that I know it's like one of the greatest ever. I know people didn't like Horizon, didn't like Last of Us, don't like Super Mario World, don't like, it doesn't matter. But like, and maybe there is someone out there that doesn't like Turtles uh, Shredder's Revenge, but I don't think I've seen it. I had to pick just four or five comments out of almost a hundred that were all just positive, this game kicks ass comments. Um, And I think that maybe more than anything else, that is a testament to how good this game is when there's no fighting about it. Everyone just universally agrees. No, it's really fun. It's a really well, it's a well-made video game that everyone agrees with. I agree with you, Cape. Uh, and finally, a desert penguin wrote in and said, I'm so glad this came out before the Cowabunga collection so it doesn't have to live in the massive shadow that will Nobel be cast by it. Bought it on Switch, played the fuck out of it on Game Pass with my girlfriend, Tribute, and Demet- or Detamu nailed it. So that's the people that made and published the game. Uh, so that's that's the one thing I wanted to bring up as we start wrapping this up. If you don't know, I'm just adjusting myself here. Not my balls, just getting off. I'm s- shut up, doesn't matter. I'm just moving my back. Um... The Ninja Turtles Cowabunga collection is coming out later this year, too. We still don't have a date on it, I don't think. But that's basically a collection of all the old Turtles games. Turtles 1, 2, 3, Turtles in Time, Turtles um, Hyperstone Heist, the Game Boy games, Tournament Fighters. And like that's a day one buy for me as well, because those games have been dead in the water for so long. I'm really excited. But I'm very curious to see what gets received better. This or Cowabunga Collection? Because going into these two games, I would have guessed Cowabunga Collection would be more popular just because so many of us grew up playing those games. But now that I've played Shredder's Revenge extensively and I see just how much shine there is on it, I wonder because I think there are going to be new people now or younger fans that pick up the Cowabunga collection and they're like, some of these games, the beat-em-ups are all going to feel like shitty or Shredder's Revenge. It's going to be all about nostalgia. They're going to feel like shitty or Shredder's Revenge games. There's the there's the Tournament Fighters. There's uh, Ninja Turtles 1, like some of the different ones. But all those beat-em-ups, I think, are just going to feel like lesser versions of Shredder's I think this is the definitive Ninja Turtles game now. So I'm still excited for it, but I agree with you. I thought this game would be in Cowabunga Collection's shadow. Now I feel like it might be the other way around. Uh, and Timmy the Exuberant Turtle has the last word. Seven playable characters is a good start, but we all know that they need to add an eighth playable character as DLC. Rex 1 might be the obvious choice, but I'm pulling for Irma. Uh, I definitely hope we get to at least one more character, an eighth character. And I personally, I want it to be Usagi Yojimbo, the white samurai rabbit, which some of you might know. Um... I would love to see DLC expansion, a new mode other than like a super hard mode, like give us like a boss rush mode or something like that. It really is a great fucking game. I hope we don't have to wait 10 years for another one. I hope this game, I know it's been uh, critically received incredibly well. I hope the sales numbers back it up and I hope it convinces Nickelodeon or whoever it is that's calling the shots on when we get new Ninja Turtles games. I hope it convinces them that like there's a big market for these guys. Give us more fucking Ninja Turtles games. I really seriously fucking hope that that's the case with this game. Um, I actually would love to see a sequel, maybe even more so than DLC. I'd love to see a sequel where, uh, I was saying it when we were streaming it the first night. If any of you ever played the old X-Men Legends games, in the original X-Men Legends, you got to play as the X-Men and you fought against the Brotherhood. In X-Men Legends 2, you could play as both the X-Men and the Brotherhood, the bad guys and the good guys teamed up to take on a bigger, a bigger threat. I... Fuck me, would I love to see a, a, a sequel to this where you team up with the enemies. And maybe instead of just the four turtles and Casey and Splinter and maybe April, maybe you can play as Shredder, Krang, Bebop, and Rocksteady or Slash and you fight new enemies or something or clones of them even or something like that would, oh my 
Fuck, that would be so incredible. Uh, so I hope that we get a little bit of support. I don't know if we're going to. It might depend on how well the game does. I know they originally said that wasn't really in the cards, but they're also a business. And if this game sells millions of copies, then they're like, we could sell another $6 fucking DLC to people or something like that. They're going to take it. So I hope we get something or we get a sequel in a few years because this engine is great. Just spit on it and polish it up and add a little bit more to it. And I'll keep buying these fucking games as long as you keep making them. This game... I get that's it. I have nothing else to say. I've been fucking just sucking that turtle ball for 45 minutes and just I was I wanted this game to be good so bad and I'm so happy to say that it is. It's not going to be my game of the year. Uh I loved it. It's already not my game of the year. I have games I've played this year I like better. But it was everything I wanted it to be. I'm going to keep going back to it and keep playing it with people and I think I'll be playing this game for years, especially if they add to it just because it's so much goddamn fun. So again, if you're a Turtles fan, play it. If you're a beat em up fan, play it. If you're both of those things fan, you should have played it a long time ago. If you don't like any of those things, I still recommend looking it up because it's so much fun, especially if you have someone to play it with. Oh my God. I'm so, I can't believe we fucking did a Ninja Turtles review. I'm so happy that this, I never thought this day would come that we'd get to review a new Ninja Turtles game. Holy fuck. Uh, that's going to do it. That's going to do it for my Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge review. It is excellent. So thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for all of you that, uh, wished it into existence alongside me. We made this fucking happen by begging the, the video game gods for it for years. So this is on all of us. Uh, so thank you to everybody that did it. Thanks for everyone that's been playing with me. Get out there and enjoy it and have fun with it. And just remember that games are just supposed to be fun like this is. And I'll talk to you next week for expansion pass number 117, which I don't know what it'll be about yet. That's going to be up to you guys, but we'll get that started later this week. Okay. Thanks a lot, everybody. I'll talk. Oh, you know what? I'm going to play the motherfucking. Yeah, just for shits and giggles. I'm going to play that fucking cover of the theme song one more time because I just love it so much. So enjoy this final cover of the theme song and I am going to get the fuck out of here. Thanks, everybody. I'll talk to you on the next one. Cheers. Goodbye. All right, everybody. Thanks again for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that free episode of Expansion Pass. And you, if you're interested in more of them, you can see a full list of every episode of Expansion Pass we've ever covered at RememberTheGamePodcast.com. And don't forget, they're available along with Game Patch, Purple Monkey Dishwasher, and The Rambling Idiot, all ad-free with up to four additional episodes a week. Right now at patreon.com slash remember the game. Our subscriptions start at three bucks a month. You keep the bills on around here. We donate some of it to charity. You get a shout out on the show. You can join our discord. You can write in and play along. There's all kinds of delicious goodies. It's probably about the greatest value in the history of the internet. Assuming you can stand the sound of my voice. Thanks again, everybody for listening. I hope you enjoyed this and I'll be back next week with remember the game 260. I think we're talking Turok dinosaur hunter, whatever number it is. Take it easy, everybody. Cowabunga. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.